The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit livexlive.com or search livexlive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. It's time for some straight talk. Look, we all know the sound. It happens. Your phone. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. Well, Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection that covers those kinds of mishaps. Just sixty-five bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data, plus more features like twenty gigs of hotspot and a hundred gigs of cloud storage, all on the best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assurian.com/slash/straighttalk. Limitations and exclusions apply. Recently, Total Wireless helped Charlie Michelle stage a virtual dance recital for her friends and family. This event was super meaningful to them. Because when you move to Total Wireless, you can get amazing devices on nationwide 5G, and with unlimited plans starting at twenty-five dollars a month, you could save up to twelve hundred dollars a year. Thank you, Total Wireless, for helping me pull this off. Total Wireless, do amazing. Compatible 5G device required. 5G network in limited areas. Month equals thirty days. Savings claim made when compared to four-line postpaid plans of leading carriers. Ten twenty twenty. See terms and conditions at totalwireless.com. Hey, this is David Hayter. You may know me as the screenwriter of films like X Men, X Men Two, and Watchmen, but you probably know me best as the voice of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. And you're listening to Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Kept you waiting, huh? The Casanova Podcast, the number one podcast in Hawaii, is brought to you by these contributors on Patreon. If you'd like to see more content like this more often, as well as more podcast reviews, impressions, early access releases, live streams, and original content, then consider becoming a patron today.
Welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, and today's episode is very, very near and dear to me. It's a very special topic uh, and something that I'm both very passionate about and something that I also have struggles with in my day-to-day life, and it is the topic of mental health and well-being. And in today's episode, we're going to be interviewing two phenomenal people, and one is the CEO of an amazing company known as Hello There Games, none other than Oscar Eklund as well as the influencer relations for Wired Productions, as well as a member of Safe in Our World, none other than Aaron Cooper. And in this episode, we're going to cover so many topics, but the main thing we're going to be touching on is the importance of mental health and well-being. We're also going to speak about the late, great, recording, critically acclaimed songwriter, producer, and more, Tim Bergling, aka Avishi, and we're just going to touch on so many topics. I, it, this is a really special episode that I I'm, I loved recording this. It really touched me. I hope it does the same for you. So with that being said, if you're ready to do it, I'm ready to do it. Let's go ahead and welcome our guests onto the show. All right, and welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, and I am honored to have two amazing guests here. I have the one and only Oscar Eklund of Hello There Games and Aaron Cooper of Wired Productions. How's it going, guys? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell people about yourselves and social media plugs as well. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna let Oscar go first because uh, he's just oozing such charisma right now. Yes, such so, charisma, uh, dude. I'd love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm Oscar uh, Eklund, and I'm the CEO and founder of Hello There Games, uh, which we are turning actually 11 years old uh, this year. So we've been around for a while, and since last summer, we have the privilege and to work with Wired Productions, which, which feels great. So. And as you know, we're working with the uh, Avicii Invector game, which is going to be a huge hit. Awesome. And, and where can where can people find you on Twitter, Oscar? <laughs> Twitter, it's Hello There Games everywhere. Hello There Games on Twitter. Hello There Games on Facebook. Hello There Games on Instagram. Same everywhere. Awesome. Awesome. I suppose it's my turn, right? Yes, yeah, it is. Nice. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I'm Aaron Cooper. Um, I'm here today representing uh, Y Productions mm-hmm. and also um, the video game charity Safe in Our World. Um, yeah, that is me. You can find uh, Safe in Our World on Twitter at, at Safe in Our World and Wired at, at Wired P. Um, yeah. Awesome. awesome. And um, I guess uh, let's go ahead and just dive into it. Like, um, you know, Oscar, would you mind telling us more about Hello There Games, like how the company got started and some of the projects? I know the biggest one that we're going to talk about today being Avicii Invector, but let's go ahead and talk about the company. Like, how did you get started? What's the foundations of it? And yeah, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, normally gaming companies, it's called a lot of cool names. We wanted to be remembered. So Hello There has actually worked pretty fine. It's only one mm-hmm. time in Sweden that still thinks that we our name is hello dear i think it's funny too. <laughs> Never learn. anyway we had one part of our game started out doing 
games for kids with diabetes, uh, mm -hmm. uh, games for kids that survive cancer, and had a work for hire gamification part, which uh, has been a, a pretty big part of our company. But we also wanted to do our own IPs and our own games, and that's what we mm -hmm. are starting to do. So we have done games. So if you are familiar with Kung Fury, it's one of the games we've done. We've yeah. done the world's largest, uh, uh, world's first Taekwondo game, which is a martial art. I will get into that later. Okay. Have a connection with Tim Avicii as well, <laughs> but we—I uh, am having a background from DJing in music, and we have a lot of musicians here. So a strong focus has been music games. So we've done a lot of music uh, games. And yeah, that's that's the base of it. We are uh, 16 people based in Gothenburg, between 16 and 18 people now. Uh, oh. West yeah. Wow. So um, yeah, that's short background of us. Okay. And, um, you know, with the, the coming release of Avicii and Vector, like, would you mind telling us more about the game and, like, the creation of it and the process? Of course. Uh, actually, it started out, I had an idea. Actually, it all started out when I was starting to talk to Bjorn Ulveas from ABBA. That's the mm -hmm. start of the whole the journey to going into universal music. That's another story. But that's how it all started. I'm an old DJ. <laughs> I, uh, I got a meeting. I actually went up to him on an airplane. I was, is this stalker warning or am I going to do this? He, I'm a big ABBA fan as well. I like all of their music. So I went mm -hmm. up to him and I say, hey, Bjorn, do you want to create some games together? <laughs> said, oh, that's actually a cool idea. So he set up a meeting on Universal Music. and uh, But during that time, I was following this young superstar from Sweden, Avicii, Tim Berling, mm -hmm. uh, because I have an old... Uh, background in DJing and I like house music and he was uh, he was doing something else something special mm -hmm. I met Universal Music and I had an idea of creating a, uh, a game and I started discussing with the marketing team there and we decided to do first a mobile game because that's how it all started so we mm -hmm. at Hello There Games we got uh, to hear a couple of his new songs uh, especially one I remember was Wake Me Up because mm -hmm. that was not released and uh, I remember hearing that. That was not house. It was something totally new. They were mu mixing some kind of bluegrass into. Uh, yeah, it was like a completely different yeah. genre. <laughs> yeah, when he played it on ultra, everyone was like, ooh, it was a total disaster. And then, then it became one of the world's most played songs that year. But that was mm -hmm. another issue. But we, we got this material and we got inspired um, uh, about Avicii's uh, scenery and all of his live shows. Uh, mm -hmm. the triangles, his logotypes. We used that graphics for the first game, and we also he had a favorite game because I got in touch first with Universal Music, then Avicii's manager, and then Tim. And uh, mm -hmm. his favorite game was the old PlayStation game, uh, Wipeout. Yeah, yeah. That's why we are in space doing this. So that was the initial, and we wanted from the mobile game that we actually build up the songs depending on how you played. Mm -hmm. Got to hear more of the songs. That was a, I think, a pretty good creative idea. But it's really hard to do when you do multiplayer. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. So we need, we had to rethink everything. But that was the initial, the first seed to what become Invector actually. So uh, we we did the mobile game was a huge hit, um, and very very popular. It became number one in over seventy countries, uh, number one app store. No marketing at all whatsoever. Got like wow, uh, I think sixty-five thousand five stars and stuff like that. It was really successful, 
in terms of downloads, etc., and uh, downloading music. But then we uh, ported it to uh, uh, PS4. We mm-hmm. started to uh, have a relation with PlayStation. So we started to do like a mobile port, just porting it over, and I just showed it to PlayStation London, and they, they got bananas and uh, said, we need to do this. So they're actually the, the real work within Vector Start, which is yeah. now a music rhythm game where you actually can play against friends, you can play on your own. And uh, the feeling is still there that you need to get the flow of each music, and depending on how you play, number of pickups and the flow you get, it gets faster and faster, you get more and more points, and then you clear levels. And we wanted to have that feeling of cool music and moving uh, forward, and inspired of the old wipe-up game. Still, Tim's favorite. So, wow. parts of the work, but it's it's been a. We have so many ideas of integrating SoundCloud and doing a lot of creative stuff during during the time. But it, it actually became something that is uh, kind of inspired from AudioSurf, Guitar Hero, but our own concept, our totally own concept, wow. and uh, it's been very popular about about uh, among players and. Uh, I got in touch through an old employee from PlayStation with Leo and Wired, the Wired team, which we mm-hmm. they felt some really strong. We want to work with you guys. Uh, that's how it started because they have also background in music and also the thing with, which is uh, we will touch base on today, I guess, is the the foundation. We work with Tim Berlin Foundation and uh, Wired worked with Safe in Our World, and I thought this was also a perfect match because we want to do some. Difference. It's all been tragic, as you know. We can yeah. go into that later. But that was the work, and that was how it how it started everything with the Invector. Okay. But as you know, when we were supposed to launch the game, that was two thousand and actually two thousand and sixteen, two thousand and seventeen. From the beginning, Tim yeah. Tim wanted to stop touring. He wasn't feeling well, and that was uh, so. Just before the launch, we stopped everything, and we had to re. Uh, had to do a total retake on the whole concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had the privilege to work pretty closely with Tim. I think that was pretty unique. Normally you buy like license of the music and you create yeah. it. Yeah. But we actually did this together. And uh, I'm privileged to be working with that genius guy. He was a very humble, very nice guy. So, um, but that's how we worked. I mean, uh, the team has... We're, I'm so proud of them because we we worked hard with this game and everyone that plays it loves it. So I have great hopes for it to be yes. a successful launch now. Just 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 to touch on a point you made, Oscar. So you know I, I like the point you make about um, you know usually with a, a music license with a, a music license game or if you attach talent to a game, you usually do just work with a management team who ticks boxes. But I think what was really mm-hmm. encouraging and special is the fact that he got his hands, <laughs> he got his hands really in the mix with you guys. And, yes, you know, yes. to, to be a fly on the wall with you guys sitting there talking through, you know, what, what, yeah. what track's going to be in the game, what success looks like in terms of the percentage of completion and so on. I would have loved to have been there during those sessions. Like, I can't imagine what they he were like. Really, really so creative. So creative. You just go walk over to the piano sometimes and do a play with some of new stuff, and it was a it's total chaos. But first, <laughs> but first, it was really hard to get those meetings. But when when you got Tim in the room, it was supposed to be one one hour. He was really busy, you know, traveling all over the world. 
but then we stayed like for three four hours and uh, everything got bananas it was uh it was really nice um wow. so yeah that was that was creative and he's a he was a true gamer he uh he played a lot a lot of video games and uh yeah so that that, that is something i'm really that was a strong strong moment for me strong moments for me actually so it's, what what are some of like your your favorite memories or moments in working with uh, Tim uh, on on this project here? Well, I, I remember one thing. I have a background in Taekwondo, the martial arts, and he knew mm-hmm. that, and he was in, interested in Taekwondo. So so suddenly we were playing and we had we discussing level design. And, oh, can you do this? And can you steering actually? And and Oscar, can you learn? Can you tell me how to stretch? Or can you teach me how to stretch? And I was like, yeah, sure. How about now? <laughs> well, sure, we can do that. So we started to do some taekwondo stretching in the middle of it during a session. And I think that's pretty much how Tim was. He was really relaxed and a very cool person. That's uh, that's also a very weird memory, but also fun. But then we were getting back again, and that that was a, that was a fine memory. And also that we also was uh, so happy when we uh, when we we play tested. He, he, I, I can notice that he loved it very much. And actually, we had a plan of doing more games together as well. So it's, uh, that's sad, but still, I know that he. This is something we didn't do after. I mean, this is something he really ticked off. So this is something he was part of this project. So I talked a lot to his father about this, and it's uh, that feels that feels good in a purpose in a way. Yeah. All right, and um, special memory, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, Avicii's parents, Klaus and Anki uh, Berkling, you know, and their family, they set up the Tim Berkling Foundation to address and. You know, also to remove the the negative stigma surrounding the topic and discussion of, you know, yeah. mental health awareness and well-being. Like, what has been your experience working not only with the foundation, but also with his parents or speaking with them and getting to know them? Yeah, actually, I only work with Klaus, uh, the, the father. And I, I, okay. uh, I, I really, I really enjoy working with him. He's so engaged. Uh, mm-hmm. We we were involved in all the, the concert the tribute concert. I was mm. able to have the game there, showing it to other artists and stuff like that. And uh, and uh, he has a very very warm heart. Uh, he's a very warm person. He's so engaged and and also into details. Is has uh, a very strong focus. No, I I think we should do that. And he wants to know all the details. And we decided how much that we have a cutoff directly mm-hmm. to the foundation and. Uh, we want to do great things. I mean, so my experience of him, he's a fantastic person, I think. Okay. Of course, he wanted to hear his stories that I could tell. He knew that Tim was into games. So uh, we had this these discussions. Okay. Mm. And, and um, what are some of the, the things that the Tim Bergling Foundation, uh, what are some projects that they're working on currently or some things that they have in the works that you guys would like to share? If, if at all possible, uh, I won't do that for now. But I can tell that the, the tribute concert was a was a, a fantastic uh, kickoff for that the foundation. It was uh, amazing. I had a, a privilege of being there. It was a most amazing concert. It's so much love there. Uh, but they are involved in several projects, uh, which I will be updated on. Uh, but I don't want to go into details. Not really. Okay. 
And, um, you know, speaking on the topic of like, uh, mental health awareness, like, what do you feel that, you know, it's such a taboo topic for a lot of people? Like, it just seems that some of you wish to avoid having the discussion about it. And while I personally think that discussing such a serious topic like this can help us find solutions, you know, moving forward, just preventative measures and whatnot. Uh, what is your, your opinions on that? Should I answer first? I'll, I'll let you go first and then no, I'll try. No, no, no. I, I think the, the big win here, it, it's the awareness that people don't feel ashamed to get in touch. Mm -hmm. so that's what it really has done because he was such a, if we were talking about Avicii, who was a, is such a super superstar. So I think what yeah. he did was, if we try to find the positive thing, was that he opened up this big taboo uh, topic that people are starting to talk about it a lot. I mean, in the in the papers, uh, you could read about it all the time. So I think it, that was a very big win with all this. Um, I, I think that's a big thing: the awareness. And people start talking about it. Uh, I, I know that people have been uh, in my near near friends have been cause of this uh, tragic situation. They have started to deal with their own problems and uh, started to talk to their friends and parents and not feel ashamed for it because uh, in Sweden we have a big problem with with, uh, with this with uh, mental illness. I guess it's all, all all over the world, but young people are feeling really bad. And, eating medicines and it's terrible when you read about it so if that could help in some way i think it's fantastic and that was the big thing the, the awareness part of it yeah yeah i agree with you oscar and i think um you know if mental health um afflictions have always existed i think yeah. one of the one of the big things, as Oscar pointed out, was the awareness. It's the fact that, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, we're now getting to a point where people who are influential on younger generations um, are opening up um, about what they are afflicted with. And, you know, it, it's great to see that these barriers are starting to break down. But I think what's important is you know, it's it's good that someone feels like they can open up, but mm -hmm. for the other person on the other side of the message, um, what does that mean? How do you compute and digest something that you can't feel or understand yourself? So, you know, I think um, a lot of effort is also now going into education outside of those who may be afflicted with, um, you know, poor mental health, um, but then also making sure that the right um, awareness is in place of, you know what, this is okay that you feel like this, you're not alone, um, there is help, there are things that are in place that can, you know, help you get through, there are support mechanisms um, that we're trying to make people aware of, and, you know, it's, it's this moment now where we're trying to make something happen, awareness is great, education is great, but what are the next steps? And I think that's where um, a lot of effort on both sides from Safe in Our World, from the Tim Bergen Foundation is going, it's okay, we're breaking down the stigma, this is great, but what are the next steps? How do we help people? How do we support? How do we educate people to, um, to pick up on signs when people may not be at their best? And how do you 
handle that? How how do you have a conversation with someone to say, you know what, it's okay you feel like this. I'm going to support you, but there are these things in place that we can look at together as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I know from my own um, and from my own personal experience, uh, I've uh, you know, I, I have clinical depression, and I've had this for the last I want to say 12, 13 years, and it's an experience. I, I've gone through two major experiences in my life uh, about eleven years ago. I'll share this guys with you. I'll share this with you guys. Uh, eleven years ago, I had my my first and only child, and uh, she ended up passing away several months later from sudden infant death syndrome. So I, when that happened, when I was in my very early twenties, I'm in my thirties now, but when I was in my twenties, I didn't know how to cope with that. And so, you know, my family, my friends would always tell me like, Oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Just cheer up, you know, just work through it. And, you know, when people don't understand and when you don't deal with situations or you don't have people to talk to, you kind of, it's like a, a boiling pot and it's just building up and building up and building up. You know, and I, I had that happen. And then, you know, as many people may know, like I'm, I'm four years in remission from cancer and it's, you know, dealing with that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, I've found that through therapy, like I, I chose to get there a therapist because I, I felt that, you know, I not only need to talk about, you know, what's bothering me, what's going on with me, my mental health, but I need to find a solution to move forward. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was therapy, you know, for someone else, it could be something else, but, you know, I, I think especially, you know, with society the way it is, we, we definitely need to, you know, especially for younger people, they need to be able to have someone to go to someone to speak to about their issues because, what might be minor to someone else is astronomical to, to the person that's actually going through it. So, yeah. Right. Hey, so uh, thanks for sharing that, man. I, I didn't know. No. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I think you know you've you've gone through some really heavy things, and yet here you are. With the biggest smile on your face, <laughs> making so many people happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you know that in itself is is inspirational. Um, and you know th this is this is a, a part and purpose of safe in our world as well. You know we we've we've partnered up with um, uh, game industry companies, um, high-profile influencers, and so on, and you know, creative legends. Um, you know, we have uh, um, Doug Cockle, who's the voice of Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher, um, <laughs> is, is, is on board as well. But the the whole the whole essence of this is that people of this caliber that people look up to, and you know, from can see as like infallible. These are people that are sharing stories to say, you know what, this is these are things that can affect anyone. Yeah. Um, you may look up to me, but I am in the same boat. We have all been in the same or similar situations. This is my story. If you can mm -hmm. take something from that, that is good. But it's, you know, I, I'd I'd love I'd love to be able to, 
you know spend some more time with you after this and you know if you want to if you want to jump yeah. on the safe in our world train and uh you know share some share some of your your wisdom that'd be that'd be amazing yeah yeah definitely. And, and speaking of you know safe in our world would you mind telling us you know more about the company and its uh, mission and and how it was formed yeah so um so safe in a world okay i'll start as far back as i can think um so safe in a world is a charity that was set up by um some industry professionals um and the whole the whole purpose of it was the fact that you know we um a lot of the members have had you know personal brushings with the subject in the past um it's something that is quite close to everyone's hearts now we all happen to be working in the medium of video games is you know one of the most frequent forms of escapism and fun um you know a million stories being told by different people um and we wanted to be able to not only try and break down the stigma surrounded mental health help each other out and so on but we also wanted to um you know provide experiences that are going to speak to people i mean um for example um we worked with uh emily mitchell mm-hmm. um she created a game called fractured minds she made it in completely on herself she was 17 at the time um and she submitted it for the bafta young game designer awards um and she won the award for her game (laughs) um yeah yeah. and she 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 wasn't actually going to uh attend uh the the ceremony because she suffers with um severe anxiety Mm -hmm. um so you know she she got to london she wasn't actually going to go to the awards because she had a bit of a, an anxiety attack um but you know she, she she pushed through she made it and 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 she won the game now her game's quite special it was made entirely on her own and it was a game that was trying to depict what it is like to uh live with social anxiety you know from the moment you get up in the morning to when you go to bed so she's you know, she's made this very abstract game that can kind of represent and mean something to different people. You know, in, in the game, she sees what it's like for her to experience a day and, and, and the troubles that may come with that, but also, you know, what are the mechanisms to overcome and get to the next section of your day? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, good, the, the good thing is as well, um, I think, two weeks ago um she also won the uh mcv award um for it was games for a better world so she won the award for fractured minds um so the mcv awards for, for people that are outside of the uk um it is a video game industry um award show but there are an indi- uh, video game industry um inside news outlet as well um they're, they're quite big and well respected and they have an award every year and she won um but yeah sorry i i, I digress i'll go back so fractured minds this happened 
um, and then uh, Leo, Leo, who is um, who is uh, the head of Wired Productions, was at the show, discovered about the the game, and had a conversation to say, you know what, we're thinking um, there's a group of us that are wanting to do something and make a change within the world of video games, um, you know, and it was the first time safe in our world had really been discussed as more than a twinkle in an eye um so leo basically said hey we can we can work with you we can bring your game so that it is uh, ready to be published to platforms so switch playstation 4 xbox one pc um and you know we can work together to spread this positive story this positive game but then also we can raise money for your future, for Safe in Our World to help people similar to you, um, and also kick off with a very big uh, positive message. Um, so that's the story of, of Fractured Minds and kind of how the, the genesis of Safe in Our World as well. Um, and and like, I said, like I said earlier, Safe in Our World is, um, it's, it's made up of, you know, uh, executives from video game companies, there are partner companies, there are um, influential voices, actors, members of the gaming press, um, all part of this initiative, this charity that is trying to pave the way to do something meaningful and genuine uh, with mental health in the video game space. That is us in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome and uh d definitely to be respectful of uh both your time I, I know we you know it's it's for the audience who doesn't know it's midnight here in hawaii it is 10 o'clock where aaron is and 11 o'clock where oscar is and uh their day is starting and i i i definitely want to be respectful of your guys' time and, and we're winding down to the last let's say two and a half three questions if if time permits um so uh one of the other things i'd, I'd like to ask uh, uh definitely um for to, to the both of you uh when it comes to you know video games and, and and mental health like how do you feel that video games are able to help you know gamers you know work through such uh you know you know whether it's you know anxiety or depression because i know for myself like i was on a recently at hawaii con i i was invited to that convention last year and i spoke on a panel with gary uh gygax the son of uh luke gygax the creator of dungeons and dragons so i was on a panel with him and we were talking about how like board games and video games and card games are able to you know help people work through you know you know depression anxiety and, and better themselves and how you know even role playing you know role playing and board games can help uh individuals you know learn more about themselves and and grow to better so like what are your your guys's opinions like on gaming and uh, you know what i mean <laughs> do you want to go first oscar you can go first Aaron, if you like okay so I've mentioned this, but you know, people do use games as a form of escapism. It's to escape the moment that you are in, to experience, 
you know, different stories, different types of people, characters, um, to meet online with, with friends and, and play in situations where they, they can't meet up in, in person. Um, but I think, you know, there's, there's an angle on how games can affect players, but then there's also, you know, how does the medium affect those who create in the space as well? Um, you know, from Oscar, you, you've you've probably experienced this, right? You work, you pour your heart and soul into a game for countless numbers numbers of hours. You're, you're following your passion, and then that moment the game is out in the wild, and you see people playing it, and you read the reviews. You know how how does that make you feel? I was from a creative point of view. Undescribable. That's the, that's the best feeling. I mean, that's the, the Metacritics or the, the, the reviews you get from a game. It's uh, it's such a revealing. It's the satisfaction of all the anxiety it is actually to create a game because it is it's 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 creative. It's very hard. It's it's difficult and uh, and you yeah it's a, it's a tricky process. So the feeling is undescribable, of course. Yeah, yeah. and to, to that point, that is that is another. Uh, another point that Safe in Our World is working on in terms of being able to provide internal support at video game developers, publishers, um, media houses, and so on, where, you know, at the end of the day, we do want to support and encourage positive mental health and support with the players, but it's also important for the creators as well. Um, because, you know, people, people make games with you know, heavy workloads, heavy subject matters. Um, and, you know, no matter who you are, Superman, Superman has bad days. We've all seen it in, in the comics and the movies. Um, so, you know, uh, we, we want to support at the creative level as well. But to your point as well, you know, video games are a form of escapism. And the, the interesting part is that you know you can play something like mario jump around and have fun and you know you you feel good you could play a hundred hour long jrpg and you know you experience characters in those games who you learn from in terms of they're they're in very unique individual situations they have problems they have to overcome sometimes you can help sometimes you can't but I think there's a lot in story where it's not always about the player and character journey. It's about the world and stories being told um, and what you experience. It's kind of like a journey in itself. Um, you know, you look at the world of, of video games, you have high level, uh, you, well, you have YouTubers, streamers, famous people absorbing, consuming and talking about video games. Um, you know, I remember when I was in school, and it wasn't it wasn't cool to play video games. Oh, yeah, um, I yeah. <laughs> it was like you basement dweller. Um, <laughs> right, I don't mind. I get to work in video games now, and I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it, it it wasn't cool, and you know, you've seen over time that they have sidestepped into the mainstream, become a more uh, accepted form of entertainment which opens people to discover new experiences um, just as we're trying to 
educate and provide new experiences from a mental health point of view. It's, um, you know, everything has to start somewhere. And much like the video games, it's all about the journey. So that's my take on the situation at the moment. Yeah, I agree with actually, but I also, we had a part at Teller that we actually do, as I mentioned in the beginning, like training games and stuff like that, that we actually can experience to be a person with bipolar. Do you say that? Bipolar? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. You actually experience a person that gets an attack for training purposes, how to experience that. It was a, it yeah. was a creepy, it was a creepy project. It was terrible to work with in forms of our own anxiety, but I mean, in that perspective, that is nothing better tool, I think, to experience or feel or the immersiveness and the situation is actually uh, then then the game is the best the best tool ever the interaction for that purpose. Then um, I also agree with the, the stuff you said. I think it's also that you you're made uh, you're you can make mistakes because uh, a lot of people aren't sure, but you can really screw up everything and you still but you experience it and it's yeah. reality in the game depending on all the genres you can play i mean it's a difference that's very useful i think to get to know yourself better yeah and it's safe yeah. <laughs> while you screw yeah. up. i always screw up. <laughs> it, it's it's just amazing when i think back and look on like when i was growing up with with gaming and, and comic books and cartoons and how it was so socially unacceptable back in the day. And it's like, yeah. it's mainstream culture. I, I know when I talk to my nieces and nephews, they're like, Oh, like I like this anime and I like this video game. And I like, the, you know, I like the Marvel movies. And I'm like, Hey, I grew up in a time where you used to get beat up. <laughs> for liking I, exactly. I was a nerd. Yeah. That, that was a, uh... It, it's totally accepted the culture today. Yeah, and now it's cool. Yeah. I mean, to, to, that, to that point, though, I do I do have a feeling that um, there is an element of you know creators and the video game experience yeah. maturing over time as well in terms yeah. of uh, you know the the way that people can craft stories, the the amount of effort people put into consideration of you know the tiniest detail um and you know as video games were at a point and i think the part where they started to explode a bit more was when they had more in common with movies it was far easier to get someone to relate to you know metal gear solid versus you know the rock with mm -hmm. featuring the movie just because you know there's visual synergy between what a movie looks like versus what a game looks like um but I, I do think there is an element of the creative process maturing over time and the, and the output um you know it's it, it it's like a wine it gets finer over time right yeah. it rhymes so it must be true right? <laughs> but um you know, winding down to the last two questions, uh, what advice would you guys like to give to the audience here that would like to, you know, that's interested in getting involved in only raising awareness for mental health and advocacy, but also if they are interested in getting into the gaming industry? Two separate questions, I know, but I rolled them into one. <laughs> Oscar? Should I start? I mean, yeah. we, we have a... I, I would I would say 
just just try to get in there to, to get into the gaming industry we get so many applications and people are contacting me and the ones that never give up uh, i finally is starting to meet i hand over all the contacts i have and helping them into the different uh, high, different education and but never give up just go for it and yeah. take all the online courses you can so you have some kind of get in there start to work with unity or whatever gaming engines just that that's my best recommendation of course education but getting told in, into the old universities etc but i have young people i have a very extremely talented level designer he he, he didn't stop calling me and then finally we had a coffee and he came here and now now he's working here with the and there's a fantastic level designer so never never give up we're always looking for talent i i, I think that's the recommendation i i really agree with you there um the first, the, the way I got my first game industry job, I was in college and I was doing uh, video game design and programming. Now, at the time, uh, we were the test case for the, for the, 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 the module for the course. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I got accepted to go do it, I was like, yes, I'm gonna make video games, then I'm gonna go work at Square Enix and make Final Fantasy, whatever. Um, that's that's the dream but you know it, it soon turned out that you know we weren't going to be touching on how to use you know c plus plus any of that it was like oh let's use assembler and and game maker and yeah. and things yeah. i'm not going to say it was a waste of time due to the next bit of the story but you know it it was a bit disheartening it was a, a time as well when um in the news in the gaming news it was you know being reported that rocket scientists were being hired by activision ea and so on to do like the physics engines and and things and in my head i'm like i am not a rocket scientist uh <laughs> so what what, what am i gonna do and we we were getting to the end of the uh the three-year course and i decided to write off to a video game studio um, called Blitz Games, who were based in Leamington Spa uh, and was run by Philip and Andrew Oliver. I don't know if you know those names. They like made Dizzy, The Egg, um, which was like an old, very old game from the, the bedroom code days. Um, but they're very well respected in, in, the, in the UK game development uh, community. But I wrote off to them and said, hey, I'm, I'm doing a course. Um, it's not quite going how I expected, but can i can i come visit the studio for a day um have a look around ask some questions watch what it's like to make a game and you know really get into my head um what it is like to bring a game together how all these elements come together and it's you know get into my head that hey it's not just about a programmer or a designer it's about how all these things mesh yeah um but I went along, I got to spend a day in the studio, I got to see games being made, I got to talk to lots of very, very talented people. Um, and then at the end of the day, I was in uh, Andrew's office and sat down and said, everyone's enjoyed you being here today on the bag, uh, on the table, there is a little bag there with uh, some goodies in, it contains copies of our games, uh, a game design document that you can use to see how you know, uh, we outline the game before we start making it properly. Um, and then he said, and also in there is a contract. Uh, <laughs> so wow. if you 
yeah, I know, right? Um, so, you know, this is 17, 18-year-old me, maybe 17-year-old me, I can't remember, um, you know, trying to be deadpan and cool. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I just remember leaving the office that day and phoning my dad and being like, dad, that offered me a job. <laughs> the most exciting thing ever. Um, but uh, on, on, on the back of that, I had to complete the rest of my college course. There was like four months remaining, but I had to, I ended up completing everything that I needed to do in a single week, just so that I could go and get my first game industry job working somewhere. And um, so to, <laughs> to Oscar's point, <laughs> tenacious don't give up no. you know always have a conversation if one is open mm. um you know and to, to oscar's point as well you know he's he's brought on a level designer who is amazing that he's you know been trying to talk to for a long time sometimes schedules don't always no. uh, align yeah. in terms of being yeah. able to get back to people straight away but just know that people read the emails people are willing to chat and you know sometimes the stars do align so be tenacious be tenacious take every opportunity you can um, yeah but to to your point on um mental health and being a supporter of um you know helping break down the stigma i think start with yourself don't try and go with grand gestures. I personally, when I started working on the project, it was all about research um, because whilst all of us have had individual experiences, you know, we, we haven't experienced everything. So, you know, it was a lot of having conversations with people trying to um, understand what X, Y, and Z is like what resources are out there to help. But I think um, start with yourself and start with those around you. Um, because, you know, the ones around you are immediate, you know them, you have a connection to them. And that is what is important. The whole thing is not for us to just cast out a message as wide as possible, but it's, it's about actually making that micro change in individual lives. So, you know, start, start little because, you know that is that is what's important to begin with. Yeah, that's a very good point. I think, and talk about the, the thing. The, the awareness came with Tim Berling and the foundation and his concert and everyone in all newspapers. But keep continuing to talk about it because I remember that time everyone talked and everyone talked about suicide and all of that. The I mean, continue the talk with your nearest friends. Your Actually, just yesterday, I got so, oh, a friend feeling really bad. I didn't know, so we started to talk about it, and that that had, we we wouldn't have that conversation six, a year ago, because all of what has happened, it's opened up something new, so we could relate to it, and that's my recommendation. So it's and, a uh, good good Aaron, just keep it near with your nearest people first. And and the the last question I have before we go is. Uh, what uh, what would you like? What would you both actually like to leave the audience with before we go? <laughs> Positive vibes. Hey, that always works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially these days in the Corona times. Just uh, yeah, keep positive. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, I I I think to your point that just goes back to what we've 
all touched upon is you know by starting close and by starting small um mm. especially in this time as well uh, this time it's, it's important that we look after each other i think um everyone has everyone has a limit on how much they can do in a, in a day so really think about what you're trying to do in a day not only with yourself but you know if you have anything left what you can do for your friends and family if that's a a phone call, a message, a, a, a silly photo. Um, you know, I've, I've been sending my family like just pictures of my face, which is silly enough. So uh, <laughs> that's 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 um, yeah. But I, I think you know, change is coming, and you know, in the words of Michael Jackson, um, you know, it starts with the man in or the woman in the mirror um and you know i think really mm. if you take anything away try and identify what is going on with yourself what you are capable of um and you know how how much how much of yourself you can save if you do take those considerations into mind i don't know if that comes across as like morse code garbled messaging it's 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 a hard thing to convey from myself, but it's something that, you know, I've had to do. Um, you know, you're you're one person, you have limits, but within those limits, how do you make those skill points most effective? Um, so that's what I would encourage people to do. Take away, um, you know, it's not a scary message. It's a positive thing. I think self-care is, is very positive um, and hopefully, people can start to take on mental health awareness as they would with something like their dental care. Like I'm terrified, I'm terrified of the dentist and I forced myself to go uh, <laughs> to recently um, and it wasn't so bad. I'd, I'd built it up to be this monster in my head. Um, but you know, I think, I think, you know, it, it's, yeah, look after yourself. Start with yourself. Yeah, it's a good thing. And small favors now, especially in the corona times, the elder people, what you can do. I mean, seriously, that's what I want to send at the moment. Yeah. Oh, I saw a note in my own uh, own gate this morning that someone has wrote, written for the older people, hey, can I go and buy something for you? Can I go to the, the medical store, etc.? So just a small favor. I loved it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to elaborate on your point and it might sound mushy, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we work in video games because we love them. There's passion that people play them because they love them and there's passion there. Uh, people hopefully live life because there is passion there. There is love there and at the end of the day. And it's a cliche thing again, but we are all on this planet together. And I think, now is the most important time ever to be as connected as possible to help each other out to project that love across the world and that sounds really cheesy but it's something that's it no, means no. a lot to me yeah, yeah. there you go that was beautiful yeah. i'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> no. and i lied i have one final question for you guys oh, okay oh did you have fun? Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
<laughs> enjoyed being in here. <laughs> <laughs> We, we we most definitely need to do this again. Like I would love to have you guys back on, you know, jointly and individually. I would love to to be able to do so, and you know, pick your brains and talk more about you know, not only gaming and your work, but you know, each of you as individuals. Because especially with this show, like one of the things I try to do is to show the other aspect of my guests that are on. Because you know, say we've got like a voice actor and people are like, oh, I love the role you were in, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's cool. What about the person behind the role? What do they like? What are things that they enjoy? Like, how do we humanize different aspects of things we love, from video games to shows to acting and more? And I think it's it's a, it's a way, you know, it's one thing I feel like through, I guess you could say six degrees of separation, it kind of unites us all, you know, in that humanistic yeah. experience, so. I think you 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 you're setting me off here, and I talk too much. But no, you, um, I think one thing I've ever since I was little, I was always fascinated. Um, I used to play. I used to have a Super Nintendo when I was a kid, right? An SNES, mm-hmm. and I was always fascinated by holding a cartridge and seeing the little connectors that you shouldn't blow, but people did. Um, yeah, I, I did it all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how when you put that in how the images get from there onto the screen and how does that all work i was always a very curious child and then growing up you know i'm a big lover of uh making off features on on blu-rays and dvds um i love the creative process so in every campaign i do i think it's it's always important to showcase how much hard work goes into making a game you know, sometimes it's two, three, four years of people's lives, um, and there's a there's a lot of hardship and and and, and challenge. So, you know, to, to your point, when you're talking about trying to find, you know, the extra, the extra in someone of, you know, what what is the person behind it? I, I like to try and do that with. Uh, the game creation process as well, just so that people understand substance and the time, the effort, the attention, and the practice that goes into making a game. Because if a challenge, a challenge I'm going to set everyone watching is watch the credits of the game, right? See how many people scroll by, but then also look at uh, their titles and tell me how many of those roles that you understand what they do. Um, there are so many roles on video games that, you know, just because people isn't uh, very well-known individual X, Y, and Z, um, the, the project lead, that doesn't diminish the work of anyone else that works on them. But, you know, there's, there's so many different job roles that go into making a game. And I think, you know, watch the credits of a game, see how many, job titles you recognize, and if you can tell me what they do. Uh, it'd be good to get in a, in a space where people say, oh, that's the person that is responsible for X, Y, and Z, and bravo them. Mm. I don't know. I, I talk too much, sorry. No, no, no. It's cool. So uh, with that being said, we are signing off. Uh, I hope everyone enjoy, will enjoy this episode of the podcast. It'll be available in video format on youtube.com slash Casanova. It's on every major podcasting outlet. So from 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and more. And uh, with that being said, I am signing out. Oscar and Aaron and myself, we had a great time. I hope you all enjoy this episode. Links to everything from Hello There Games to uh, myself and every, you know, safe in our world. We're all going to have links in the description below. So make sure you go and check those out. With that being said, people, we are signing out. You guys have a great one. Thanks. <laughs> hey, did you enjoy this episode of the Casanova Podcast? Well, I'm sure you did. And since you did and you're wondering where else you can find it, you can find it on every podcasting outlet. Yes, it includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Launchpad DM by Podcast One, and so much more. And the only thing I ask of you is if you truly enjoyed it, even if you didn't enjoy it, please leave a rating and tell us what you thought of it, what you like, what you didn't like, and everything in between. And also, if you're looking for video formats of this podcast and many more, you'll be able to find them on youtube.com slash Casanova, as well as on twitch.tv slash Casanova, and new episodes every single Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, that being said, this is Mikhail Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out. You guys have a great one. Okay, so I've been saying how crazy it is that it's already spring, but you know what that means? That means next up is summer. I know, so strange, but it's coming up quick. I personally love a wax any time of the year, but especially during those summer months, waxing really is just a must-have for me, and I know a lot of my girlfriends do it too. So when it comes to waxing, I'm a big fan of European Wax Center because when you go there, you get the best by the best. Their certified wax specialists are trained in prepping, protecting, and pampering your skin, all very important things. And did you guys know that as the experts in wax, European Wax Center is also the expert of skin? I really believe it's important to exfoliate, moisturize, take care of all of that beautiful skin all over your body. And I love that European Wax Center knows how important that is too. So they just released an all new line of products that are specifically designed to pair with waxing. These new products make the best wax even better. And when you do over 7.5 million bikinis a year, um, wow, you know you're getting only the best. Plus they've added enhanced health and hygiene measures for extra confidence and care. European Wax Center is so confident that you'll love the service and products that they're offering all first-time guests their first wax free. Visit waxcenter.com to book your reservation today. Check out the new line of products and remember that first wax is free.